Welcome to Adventure Guys, the podcast for humans and dogs. I'm Eric the Human. And I'm Nick the Human. And here we are. A season three episode. What is this? The third episode of our full Brooklyn era? Yeah. Um, you know, back in Nick and Eric classic mode. I was calling it yesterday, which just us alone. I, I'm excited about season three. Over the last few days, we made some more concrete plans to really make it feel, I think, a little more new season-y with a yeah. bunch of uh, guests, both new and returning. It was great having Dave last week. I think that really kicked off season three with a new, renewed sense of energy that we needed. Yes. It's a good. If you if you guys missed that episode for whatever reason, go back and listen to it, especially if you like the Adventure Time talk. I was like... That was some of our best adventure timey on topic. Yeah. We we talked about a lot of like sort of general adventure time things. I don't like I, I'm still lukewarm on that episode that we watched last week. Oh just yeah. In terms of my preference, I guess. But uh we did hit some larger adventure time themes in our discussion. Yeah, which is which is nice. Um this episode, I don't know if we're really gonna get too much deeper into the <laughs> themes or a discussion it's a it was a it was an interesting one uh we'll, we'll get into it but yeah full brooklyn era is upon us for adventure guys the podcast <clears throat> yeah but eric is in the area we hung out yesterday yeah what happened yesterday we uh i, bar- I barely remember we went to the skate shop i bought this bucket yeah. hat that i'm wearing <laughs> and uh highlight and shoes and we ate a I had a veggie burger, you had a turkey burger. We we did a nice little walk. It was good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I uh, just had a crazy I had a wedding last weekend. I don't know. We talked about that. Oh yeah, that was we recorded Dave before I went to the wedding. I don't know. I'm I'm recovering. I'm excited to have like the next. This weekend was off. I had to cancel all my plans yesterday and just be a person besides <laughs> seeing you and and try to get some stuff done and like I'm like no trips until Fourth of July. I'm just gonna enjoy. New York City summer, baby. It's beautiful out today. Yeah. I don't know. I, we haven't done mail in a while. Um, we haven't gotten any mail. I know. So I wanted to bring that back up and say, did you see the mail at gmail.com? We're always open. Like, we're always down to to discuss. I miss some of our back and forth. We had some really fun, good criticisms <laughs> being lobbed our way. Corrections, additions. Um, so hit us up. Yeah. I guess if we're not hearing from anyone, that just means that we're a perfect podcast. That's how I take it. Yeah. So if you just want to jump on that and just let us know that we are perfect podcasters, Mm -hmm. you can send us an email. Oh, here's a follow up for one of our past episodes. I was, I did talk about how my gear got stolen. Yes. Yeah. So I went to the police station today. First time ever in my first time I've ever been a, a police station. Um, they didn't. I was worried they could have. They could have fucked me and uh, and told me to like you know we need uh, security camera footage or gotten in my way for a lot of the uh, the things and they didn't and they I think are just gonna help push it along. So thank God. And I think I'm gonna go get those eight inch speakers which Erica chastised me to get. <laughs> so uh, everything is uh, looking up on that front. So thanks for your concern and all your uh, you know voracious. Text message follow ups on that. I, I, I do appreciate it. Yeah. David Sweetwater, if you're, if you're listening, uh, welcome back from wherever the fuck you were the last few <laughs> weeks. <laughs> I know. He's always been so nice. And uh, he was on vacation. I don't know where everyone else was to pick up the slack. Interesting. Interesting there. But 
they've done they've done good on me in have, other ways. Have you noticed uh like Guitar Center trying to get on that Sweetwater customer service? No, they, are they doing that? Gu- Guitar Center calls me once a week or so. Wow. Uh, and I forget the guy's name, but he leaves a voicemail just like, "Hey, just wanted to check in, Eric. See uh, what you need. If I can help you out with any gear." Uh, it's like, and Guitar Center is not known for that. I, yeah, it's not a place that I I shop at online. I've just gone to guitar centers like randomly all over the the country when I need to pick up like a piece of gear that breaks on tour or something like that. Uh, but they have my phone number, yeah. and so like I don't know which guitar center guy is calling me. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting sales tactic. I the first couple times it happened, I don't know about you. When they called me, I was like kind of annoyed by it and it's become like a meme but but now it seems like it's kind of turned around and everyone has some sort of affinity like like i did for your sales rep and they come <laughs> through and you know what i mean like how do you feel about it i was so when this phenomenon first started happening in my life i was worried uh because <laughs> this okay so i have a credit account with sweetwater and so everyone knows Sweetwater is a music gear company, but they have other stuff too, but it's primarily audio gear, music instruments. It's like a guitar center, but online. It's based out of Fort Wayne, Indiana, and they get they give great deals. But I think one of the big marks of how they differentiated themselves was this like excellent customer service, which included having a sales engineer assigned to you who knows about gear and is like an actual engineer of sorts, and they stay in contact with you and call you after every purchase to develop some sort of a relationship, which I, and that's, that seems to be their thing. And that to me, I was like, I see what you're going for, but it's weird. And Eric, it freaked you out. It sounds like. Yeah. Well, so I have a credit account with Sweetwater and I also have a credit account with musicians friend and notably musicians friends, customer service is far worse. Uh, And I remember like an instance where I was trying to order microphones for musicians friend, And the person I was talking to was just a call center person and did not know anything about the gear that I was trying to buy. Uh, and there was like an issue with like, this thing was out of stock and like, when is it going to be in stock? Is it like, Oh, I, I think I like ordered the last one. Uh, and then something didn't go through. So then I had to like order it again, but then it was out of stock, but like it was really there. It was like a big w- weird mess. And this call center operator didn't know like what a cardioid microphone oh, was no. and was like mispronouncing the word cardioid yeah. and and I'm like oh, man I don't think this is the person that I should be talking to because like oh I ordered a bundle that like musician's friend put together it's like the mics with the cables and the stands or whatever and this person's like reading out like each individual thing as if they're like separate orders and I'm like well <clears throat> like you package this together so it was like a huge confusion uh I had a very bad experience, but they don't ever call me to bother me. Sweetwater does, but my Sweetwater credit account, uh, <laughs> I missed some payments on many years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, and I missed maybe one too many payments and they canceled my account on me. This was a long time ago uh, when I had <laughs> some pretty bad credit issues because <laughs> uh, I was... Basically, I decided that, well, I'm on tour all the time, so I can just not pay these credit cards, and what are they going to do? Come track me down in Montana? 
<laughs> are they going to repo my van? Wow, like, that's where, some real <laughs> short-term logic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to be 27 years old again. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So I got really behind on a lot of payments. Um, and Sweetwater was just one of those accounts that I was getting calls from a lot. And I was just ignoring uh, these creditors that were calling me for collections um, so I was like, every time Sweetwater would call me, I would like to check in on sales. I would just get like, like scared. It was like some big like bank trying to like shake me down. Uh, so I, I would, I would get like real stressed out about these like crazy voicemails like that they kept leaving me like, it's just fucking Matt McKibble trying to sell me more gear. Like, <laughs> damn it, Matt, stop calling me. Yeah. I don't even have a, an account open with y'all anymore. That's funny. Um, so, uh, several years went by and, uh, I recently built my credit back up enough where, I, uh, I applied for a new credit account with them last year and they approved me. So now I get, good job, buddy. Yeah. Now I get all the calls from, from Matt again. Nice. But yeah, yeah so, there was, there was a whole period of my life where I would right, just so you get, were, you were massively in debt. They're calling you and you're just like, oh shit, they got, they're on to me. They're going to find me. Yeah. Did you pay off the debt that you had to Sweetwater? I did. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, well, way to go. Yeah, there's a. Uh, I learned a lot about how the credit industry works by just not making a lot of payments and then finding out what the actual consequences were. Because right. no one ever like really tells you like what happens if you miss payments. They just say don't miss payments. Yeah. But I was like, but what's gonna happen if I don't? Like, <laughs> is anything really bad gonna happen? And uh, honestly, it was kind of okay. Yeah. <laughs> I still have like a year and a half to go before all of that falls off my my report, but I'm not trying to buy a house in the next year and a half. Yeah. So so like your credit score is going to come back up. Or yeah, it's it's, back. it's on the way up. That's good. Well, you're not buying a house yet, and now you got a job. Yeah. And you're so it's it's good. You're on the up and up. You're doing the things you should be doing. Yeah. Just got to get that four hundred one. You got to get that Roth open. Uh, yeah, I don't plan on that shit. I'll help you. I'm never going to retire. Well, yeah. What about, just get a nice index fund. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. I can help you. I have a Sweetwater credit card. There you go. Your money will accrue. If you invest now, it's just keeping up with inflation. I Okay. Uh, so my current Sweetwater credit account, I've only bought things with promotions. So it's not accruing any interest. It's all it's all like zero percent uh for thirty six months. Yeah. Which is a long time. Like some of some of like my Apollo interface, I got like forty eight months zero percent. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's good. I will so that's I, kind of me saving money in a, as a retirement fund. Yeah. yeah. Well the the retirement you can access it. Even if you don't retire, you can still access it, I think. Or if you put money in I did put money in in uh index fund in like over the last fifth ten ten years. It's I've gained a bunch of money off of it. The S&P 500 is a pretty safe bet. And if the market keeps going down, it'll be a good time. Yeah. Well, I, I did have an account with Betterment, like a robo-advisor. Oh, yeah. And they're like, probably doing it, putting it into like- I mean, the last few years have been so volatile. It was yeah. just like, I it goes up, it goes down. Yeah. Well, like, the, yeah. I took- Especially I, the last year. I emptied it out uh, last month. Mm -hmm. when i was in texas and spending a lot of money on holophonics things yeah 
So I, I, I took my $300 that I had in there out. There you go. <laughs> well, that was a job you can put some in, but uh, I don't have to talk to change this into a financial podcast. There's a lot of those out on the internet. There is, uh, I keep seeing these ads on the subway about fine splaining. Like oh. finance, do you know? I was yeah, like, somebody did that. I, I forget. It's like one of the. It's one of these companies did that as like a new like trying to make a like a funny catchphrase for uh, right. ads. You're really going out of your way to coin that term. I don't think it's going to stick. No, like, me neither. And they were the ad was all like, oh, "Are you sick of tech bros trying to find explain Bitcoin to you?" <laughs> it is a thing. And then they go on to do all of that in the fucking ad. In the ad, yeah. Like. <laughs> I know it's funny, dude. I I have. It's a good time to buy some Bitcoin if you if you're thinking you're going to do that, dude. I thought Bitcoin was crashing. That's why it's a good time. Oh, uh, sure. That logic makes sense. No, it why? does because if it's half of of half the price of what it was at its peak. So if you buy now, then when it inevitably goes oh, back up, you bought inevitably it. goes back up. Yeah, I th- I th- I think it's going to happen. Inevitable, sure. Well, yeah, we'll put that on a fucking subway ad. You know, you know what I saw. All right, well, let's we'll, we'll bring this back up when Bitcoin is back. Okay, I have we're hitting a hundred. A gripe K. with subway ads. Okay, while yeah. while we're on the topic, sure. Uh, I saw a really fucking terrible one uh, <laughs> a couple weeks ago. They were advertising for the police academy. Oh, on the subway, interesting place. And they what were, did it say? They were marketing towards gamers. Hmm. They're like, you like shooting guns in games? Like, come be a cop? Yeah, it's like, hey, you fucking 4chan incels. Wait, that what, what, what did it actually say? It was, uh, oh, man, what? I, for, I, for, I forget the specifics, but it was, it, was, uh, it was marketing influencers, tech people, and gamers to join the police academy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they're clearly trying to get the fucking, like, you know, white terrorists before they <laughs> before they shoot up like somewhere in public they want to like put them th- through the police academy and give them guns that way i don't know if any that, that sounds very conspiratorial i've <laughs> i what i have to imagine is eric is that it's i, I wonder what the sign-up rates are for the police academy and if uh they're just trying to, I, I, you have to get a new generation of cops somehow and i can't imagine a lot of people are still chomping at the bit to like get in the police academy so i'm sure they're like because i've I've never really seen i've seen ads for the military and the different branches that have like always like our whole life they've always been recruiting to make sure that a new gen comes into the military military always has like some sort of emphasis on education in their recruiting yeah and the new york uh, the police academy is like if you play fucking video games and shoot people and and say terrible shit on the microphone on your Xbox while chugging Mountain Dew, you would be a great cop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eric, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you uh, you don't like the police. Fuck the police. <laughs> Jeez. Um, subway. Yeah, let me see. Police subway ads. Uh Oh, yeah, here we go. There's here's the Bloomberg, um, tight labor market. Washington law enforcement is going for gamers, uh, for the police department. Oh, the DC the, the DC department was doing it. Oh yeah, well it literally just says gamers, foodies, influencers join us in the um, 
DC police department. That's it's it's just weird to like that's like interesting marketing where it's like right it's like the other one you were talking about is like you do things to appeal to a certain market. It's a funny marketing tactic to just go, "Hey, you, these markets we want, join us." Right. Um, it's very interesting. It's. I mean, it's kind of dog whistly. It's like they know who the fucking. Inf- but influencers, foodies. I don't know if I. I. I maybe it's. T- I don't know. I don't know if it's really dog whistly. Just everyone's a gamer now, aren't they? They're not talking about Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luckily, there's no cops in this episode of Adventure Time. <laughs> Great segue. <laughs> there were ninjas. There were ninjas. Yeah. And, yeah, there's no, yeah, I mean, we know how Adventure Time feels about police. Everyone just gets to do whatever they want. <laughs> Is that what happens? I get. I mean, Ice King's just running around stealing people. Finn and Jen, uh, Jake are just breaking into to places. There were... Okay, there were some weird overtones of the police state in this episode, if you want to see them. Hmm. Because Finn and Jake were staking out Ice King's place. Mm -hmm. Can we start episode discussion? All right, episode discussion. Episode discussion. Season two, episode 11, The Chamber of Frozen Blades. Yes. Finn and Jake are monitoring Ice King, who has yet to commit a crime. Yeah, right. Well, he break, does... They break into his house, bust up all of his shit without having any evidence that he did anything wrong in this yeah. particular yeah. instance. Uh, and it seems like they overstepped at one point. But, okay, like, their their characters are saved because... Uh, Ice King did do something. He did actually kidnap a princess. So all of their police state overreach is ju- now justified at the end of the episode. Yeah. But it does make you feel really weird at a certain point because like Finn and Jake are being kind of, you know, dickish. Well, Finn, yeah. So they're staking him out. They go, they they break in because Jake convinces him that they he, Ice King must have done something wrong. Um, and then- Yeah, they, they, keep, they keep making excuses. They're like, Oh yeah, he's definitely out kidnapping a princess right now. Which he was. He was. <laughs> and but they I, don't have evidence. They don't have evidence. Where's the fucking judicial system? <laughs> well, this is the thing, they're just ninjas. <laughs> and there is anyone's allowed to do anything, so they're just policing everything. I mean, the the thing is at this point, right, we do have a history of I wonder at this point how many princesses. That's like especially early on in this episode. This is season 2. Yeah. All we really know about Ice King at this point, right, is that he steals princesses and yeah. that he's awful. That's one of his big character traits. In the early yeah. season. That's like all we know. He's, <laughs> he's all we kind know. of one-dimensional. He's really creepy. It is. I mean, that's the best part. Someone was saying one of their favorite characters was Ice King. I don't know if that was Dave or somebody else. It's nice when they let go a bit of the the creepy Ice King a little bit and like, Okay, let's get off of this. Him always stealing women, yeah, and like keeping them in cages, and let's move towards the emotional core of why he's so messed up. And then he becomes like a 3D character that's much more fun to be around. Um, yeah. So I mean, I don't like I don't like really like how any anyone's behaving in this episode at all. 
Um, yeah. They come in. I, I don't. Yes, yeah, so they come in the Ice King, and then they're like going around all this stuff, and they're looking for stuff. Yeah, Jake like, is just making up reasons to go about it. Finn is very uncomfortable. He literally says, "This feels like a violation." Yes. Yeah. Jake is the corrupt cop. Finn is the new partner that feels like something is wrong, but goes along with it anyway, mm-hmm. and then becomes a corrupt cop and perpetuates the system. <laughs> Yeah, perpetuates the system, and he goes along with it. Um, but it's interesting. It's it's weird that they're they're like so into this idea of ninjas. I am wondering why they didn't. I mean, I guess maybe Cartoon Network wouldn't let them, or it wouldn't be fun if they were just overtly like playing cop, like Bimo or something, and like doing it as ninjas instead. Right. Yeah. For for no apparent reason, this episode is about ninjas. Yeah. Finn and Jake just love ninjas. They found a book. They found a book about, about how to be ninjas. They're just really stoked about all the ninja stuff that they can learn, and it just so happens that they find the secret ninja chamber in Ice King's mountain mm-hmm. because Ice King is also secretly into ninjas. Like, wow, what a coincidence! Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and well, that is interesting. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it takes a turn when they're in there and they find this, like hit the ninja layer and then, then a spell book a ninja spell book. Yeah. They start learning like really cool ninja shit, like way cooler than the ninja shit that they were doing before. Actual there, ninjas. There's, shit. Okay. Yeah. So the ninja, well, I guess also slash magic. Right. Yeah. Uh, they call it fridge jitsu. Yeah. <laughs> it's like ice magic. Yeah. The ninja as a metaphor shifts from overreaching police state to cool geek culture kind of fandom. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a moment where they realize Ice King is into ninjas also. And they're like, oh, man, this makes me think ninjas are less cool now because someone as lame as the Ice King is into it. And then Jake is like, no, man, ninjas are still cool. You're allowed to like whatever you want to like. It's uh, If anything, Ice King is lame for hiding that he likes ninjas. Mm. I was like, that's a really nice sentiment about fandom and, <laughs> and nerd culture. And I like that. <laughs> but the metaphor uh, of what ninjas are representing shifted dramatically at that moment. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if, I guess, I mean, there is a, a cop overtone and then they just start doing cool magic ice ninja magic yeah um which apparently is just easy to do as long as you follow the instructions yeah because jake reads it and he goes oh i've always wanted to do this and then immediately has like ice uh, nunchucks in his hand and it's almost like now they have really advanced ice powers basically like they have ice king's powers sort of yeah i think i sort of remember a thing about these ninja powers being a little bit of a continuity era in that they learn how to do all these tricks in this episode and then never use them ever again, even mm-hmm. though they're very powerful. <laughs> yeah. Like they just have all these spells that they can conjure at any moment and they don't use them ever again. Yeah. I, it's they, I know it's like, it's like if they, if they took the time to catalog everything that they were learning in this show and, and use it cumulatively, like they could, rise to some real power in ooh. Yeah. I think I noticed there was like a separate page on the wiki of all the frigitsu moves. Oh I, really? I didn't want to go down that rabbit hole. At least not yet. Oh play the 
Down the Rabbit Hole oh theme song. Oh my god. Down the Rabbit Hole. Down the Rabbit Hole. So yeah, even though Ice King is a known criminal, I felt very acutely aware that his his rights were being violated. Yeah, so he's he, I mean, yeah. And like a very bad criminal. Ostensibly kidnapping and like having his way with these women. Well, maybe that's not the best it's, way. To- <laughs> it's implied, but like I feel like that's well, kind of what he's so doing. So I think pretty early on like they show what he actually try like hopes Does. to achieve by kidnapping these, these princesses. I think in a very early episode he captures multiple princesses and just puts them in a little jail cell in his house and he just hangs out with them. And so it's, it's upfront put out there that there's nothing bad happening. Yeah. Let's just get that out of the way. It's just, he's, he's a fucked up and weird individual, uh, but it's still definitely a kid's show. (laughs) Yeah. But I guess if we're going to have a, if we're going to read into subtext, <laughs> like k- kidnapping a girl, throwing her in, stuffing her in a duffel bag and bringing her home to lock in your cage <laughs> is like, I mean, it's pretty close. Um, yeah, no, but they're still violating his rights. Although th- they're in a free society where there are, are no, there are no rules in ooh, right? Like there's no overarching government. I mean, there or- kind of are. I mean, the Candy Kingdom is a democracy. Right. Sort of. That is, but this is outside, right? This is just like out in ooh, where it's like Ice King. It's like there's no governing body. There's no rules. They can just kind of do what they please. It definitely breaks morals. <laughs> I don't know about, you know, no laws, but like definitely morals, like, and, and, and Finn's into it. And then they come, so... So well anyway, while so this is all happening, they're learning their ice jujitsu for what is it called? I mean, I have it up now for the rabbit hole, but oh, frigitsu. Um and but so Ice King is off and he Gunter is sick and he takes Gunter sort of the, the B plot of this episode. <laughs> yeah, they take Gunter to the hospital and then Gunter gets put into a uh hospital bed and is like getting crazy wah, 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 wah. and he, and actually like i felt for gunter like they looked like they animated real pain into his face and it made me like scared for him and uh the doctor princess comes in and ice king is <laughs> ice king is like into her but then it's really about gunter and you start to think oh and and like doctor princess by the way walks in and i'm like oh she's cool like she's fun and like and she kind of reminds you of like Betty, which we haven't met in the series, but with the hair and everything, it's like, oh, maybe this is kind of an Ice King type. Like maybe they could actually get along. And then Gunter starts getting big and you get distracted by it all. And then he comes back with Gunter to Ice King. And you're kind of like, oh, he actually just was there with Gunter and maybe they, he got uh, Dr. Princess's phone number or something. And, and in that moment, when he comes back and he claims he doesn't have her. Finn and Jake get racked with guilt because yeah. they realize what they did was wrong. They like crumple on the floor and like roll around in shame. Yeah. Like in, in something, balls. something real cops would never do. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. And then he, uh, 
And 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 Finn immediately is apologizing and wants to make it right. And it's like, I'm going to make this up to you. And this is after they like got into a battle because they like broke everything in his house um, while they were playing ninja. And, and they're, they feel bad until they realize that Dr. Princess was actually in the duffel bag. And which I think Ice King kind of rightly argues it still doesn't make what you did, <laughs> did to me right. Yeah. Like you still probably should pay me back for everything you did, even though, yeah, I did steal this woman. <laughs> um, but Dr. Princess is, is, is remarkably cool about it. Yeah. Well, she says that she's not even a real princess. Yeah. It's just her surname. Uh, and the funny thing is later on in the series, we find out that she's not even a doctor also. I oh, think really? that's just like her nickname or something. I, wow. forget, I, I forget why she's, she's called Dr. Princess, but uh, she's not a real princess and she's not even a real doctor. Um, and there's an episode where she's like sort of revealed to be a fraud. Like people just start, like she said that people kind of just started handing her like clipboards with charts and shit. And she kind of faked it till she made it. Yeah. It's her first name. <laughs> and uh, I mean, there, there's a moment where like Gunter is in severe distress. They don't know what's happening uh, about to lay an egg, but he's like really blowing up. Like yeah. he's ballooning in size and she just remarks something medical is happening <laughs> yeah very funny um like she really doesn't know how to handle the situation <laughs> no yeah yeah so gunter has which it doesn't really make sense how gunter got pregnant especially knowing that it's like who gunter really is and this, everything. this is a funny little uh side note i wonder if we're gonna see it in any trivia but gunter's egg hatches at the end yeah. And it's a floating pink cat with a little thing on its head. We're led to believe that the other parent is Lumpy Space Princess. Really? How? Why? Floating pink with a little... I guess what? that makes sense. But why cat? I guess that's the part that threw me. Yeah, it is, it is kind of random. Like, it's, it's, it's far enough away from any sort of direct insinuation to to leave it be like a very vague suggestion because mm. that's like very risque for season two of a kid show. <laughs> is that a, is that a theory online or is that your theory? Uh, I I think well, it's definitely online. I I read something about it, and I think maybe even some of that was censored in other uh, countries. And I know that they left it unaddressed mm. thereafter. I think maybe you see that cat like one other part in the show but like they never bring it up again because like to do so would be to have to acknowledge that gunther and lumpy space princess did something to make this egg mm -hmm. <laughs> it's also weird because like the genders are sort of flip-flopped as the way we understand them um but yeah we don't know how lumpy space people operate and no. we don't know how like monsters from the beginning of time operate no like <laughs> I didn't even think of it's that. It's very confusing. Um, I think, yeah, I think they, the writers maybe wanted to have that lead somewhere, and then the network was just like, no, don't, don't pull this thread. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, this is miscellaneous media, but I'm reading here in one version of the storyboard, the, the Gunter's baby was going to be a hybrid of Ice King and the Prince and a penguin. Even more disturbing. Yeah. Um, that he drew glowing kitten, but wanted to be ice king penguin offspring, which they thought would be a 
gross out moment, but Cartoon Network vetoed it and it went back to the kid. Yeah, I mean, quote, gross out is one way to put it. That would also, like, yeah, no, I don't like that. I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah. I'm sorry, Adam, you've done a lot of good for the show. Uh, oh, no, he's the one uh, that that drew the, oh, no. It was this guy. Thurup Van Orman? Yeah. He's, yeah, I noticed that he was a uh, he had a story by credit on this yeah. episode. He's a funny weirdo kind of guy. Yeah, he, he's the creator of uh, Flapjack. Oh, nice! That it was his idea for it to be Ice King. Uh, that makes more sense. Penguin. Oh wow, he wrote it came from the night sphere. Um, wow. Oh yeah, there's a bunch of people in the story by Steve Little, Patrick McHale, Pendleton Ward, Meriwether Williams. Written and storyboarded by Adam Mudo and Rebecca Sugar. Just a lot of a lot of great names in there. The classics. Um, yeah, is it's an interesting ep. It's another standalone. I liked this honestly less than I liked last week's episode. I liked it more. Uh, the I felt like the little tidbits that you could take away were much more rich from this episode. Um, I. Even though, like, I felt like last week's episode, it suffered from a lack of variety in the setting. Mm -hmm. You were kind of locked into this arena. Um, And, you know, we were in Ice King's house for most of this episode, but we got a little secret chamber with all this extra stuff. I felt like there were, there was just a little bit more variety happening. And some of the moments just that were seemingly random that, you know, weren't necessary to the plot, but just little things that we get were awesome in this episode. Like Jake doing an ice King impression, like stretching his body into the shape of ice King and then having John DiMaggio do a Tom Kenny impression. Yeah. That was delightful. I appreciated that so much. I love it when voice actors do an impression of another character. Uh, And I think what one of the, one of the greatest examples of like voice acting is like an old Looney Tunes episode where you have who is the guy uh Mel Mel Blank mm-hmm. who who d- does Bugs Bunny he, yeah but he he does a lot of those characters so there's an episode where I think Bugs Bunny is doing an impression of Elmer Fudd he's doing an impression of himself in one of his extra voices and it's it's like a mind bending folding in on itself uh, level of voice acting that's extremely talented mm-hmm. um and i i love i love that little moment where it's it's john dimaggio as jake being tom kenny as ice king yeah uh and then, and I, um, and then jake immediately gets small and does some other really yeah. silly shit <laughs> see the thing is about i that is funny um my my issue with this episode is that it just wasn't fun like i didn't find that fun because as he was doing it he was doing everything we're talking about, which we hate, which is <laughs> violating another person's right. Like it was really after Finn's like, we're vi- going to do a violation. And then he like is making fun of ice King, who is like a very sad fucked up character. And then is immediately invading his privacy and reading his like diary. And there, I was just like, this is funny, but also I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, I don't like it. This. Yeah. All these things probably played better and more comedically at the time. Like when Ice King did not have another eight seasons of development. Right. Because without the development, all we know is this is the worst guy in the universe and he's just kidnapping these women and keeping them in cages. I keep saying like, 
then you're kind of like, all right, they can violate him. It's like, it's kind of funny. It's like, who gives a shit? This guy sucks. Like he's <laughs> yeah. only doing bad stuff. Like he's the bad guy of adventure time. Yeah. It's, it's a little better than then once you get to know him, it's kind of like, Oh, come on. Like, like, I mean, cause later on, like they're almost trying to help him at so many times, you know, they are trying to help him. So yeah, that is, that is hard. Last week's was fun, but last week's was just, was just fun. And I like the, the nonsense and the playing against ice uh, fight King. This, I was just, I just don't like it when I don't like it when Finn and Jake do bad things and I have to be like, guys, come on. I know I, that, that makes, that ma- makes me uncomfortable, but there, there was fun stuff. I mean, there were some other really fun, fun things in there that I, I wrote out. Um, yeah. I like when Jake is, he's in person, but then he gets really small. Like really small, yeah. Like and just the and size. Finn picks him up and starts like playing with him like an action figure. Yeah. <laughs> like, says what's the can. point? This just came out of nowhere. It's just this funny Jake shit. <laughs> yeah, and they get into the. Then Ice King has this like secret room with floating crystals of ice and stuff. That's fun. That's a cool reveal. Um, who, who remember like when he gets that girlfriend who's like, who's like using him to get a hold of all the elementals. What's her name? Oh, oh uh, patience, patience in yeah. him. Uh, she's like in that fa- in that room, right? Like that's like her becomes like her. Oh, maybe um, maybe that is where she posts up. Yeah, she posts up in like that area. Uh, but it was fun. I mean, it is fun. It was fun to see that because it also gave Ice King a little bit more sort of mental facility. Where you're like, oh, okay, he built a lair and practices spells. Okay, he's not just all this dumb fuck fucking idiot um <laughs> i like that i like when ice king though went to the hospital so it seemed like he was just going to a regular hospital i guess it's not an animal hospital it makes sense because there's all sorts of animals there were like rock people there rock people and the rock people the rock i thought hospital. were was very interesting they like really had an emotional effect on me the way they were just drawn um the rock people and then he like is and they're in pain because they're waiting to go to the hospital and he's freezing them and just leaving them there he's being such a dick like such a dick he's he's annoyed that the line is too long so he starts freezing people in front of him and then the one guy's like like he yields to him he's like oh i think this was your place in line and he lets ice king cut him and then ice king freezes him anyway what yeah. a dick <laughs> yes it's like all of being make i think it's all like kind of make you be like yeah, don't feel bad about what too bad about what Finn and Jake are doing because these guys are bad. Yeah. Um, so that was, but that I I like that. Um, and then Finn and Jake are like fighting later once they learn how to use the ice, like the 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 fringe stuff. But they're fighting, but it's fun and like there's there's a lot of there's a one part where Jake they like make themselves teleport and disappear. Finn, uh, Jake makes himself into three different Jakes that are all fake versions of himself to distract Finn. And like, once they're starting to do a lot of that fun, like true insane, like uh, surreal ninja stuff. That's, that's pretty fun too. Yeah. I like their, all their ninja moves. There was some real creative animation and dialogue about all the shit they were doing. Yeah. It's good. Um, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, this is this would be one of my le- lesser favorite episodes we've ever done, but not the least favorite. We saw the other one that I hated with with uh, Jake's tail. Oh yeah, sad face as I was called. Yeah, that one. I've re- we just saw that the 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 title card or the still in HBO Max, and I was like, oh my god, I'm so glad we never have to watch that episode again. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, if people come on and they've already covered an episode, do we do it again? Are we still open to that? Are we gonna try? We should probably try to. Yeah, I mean, that. I mean, I guess whatever. Yeah. What are we as on? Long- are we on a tight schedule to finish this podcast? No. As long <laughs> as it's not that one, <laughs> then I'm cool. We haven't had to veto anything in a long time, but we we do have that option available. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. We did veto a few, and it's gonna come back to bite us one day. Um. Oh well. We're getting these these out of it. Um. Let's just move on. Did you see the snail? Yes, I saw the snail. And no, Nick, you did not see the snail. I didn't. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you. I don't even have to ask. How do you know? Because. I was taking notes. <laughs> you you got up to turn the volume up. Oh, yeah. And on your trip back to the couch, you were looking at your phone and facing away from the TV. And that's where he was. Oh, <laughs> damn. I was actually looking for him everywhere. And I was just like, fuck, I've been looking at the whole <laughs> episode and i haven't seen him you so very obviously missed him yeah. <laughs> well only obviously because you were watching it yeah. while i couldn't i was like i need it louder <laughs> all right well at least it was a uh, cir- circumstance of bad timing and not just me totally forgetting to look i even him. i was like oh my god nick is missing this so bad i yelled flambo it's flambo because flambo was in the beginning of the episode yeah. inexplicably uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't really, I don't really like Flambo, and you said that, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I know, I saw him, <laughs> and I just, and that's where the snail was. Uh, it was in the beginning, hanging out next to Flambo. What is Flambo's deal? I forget, but I didn't even realize he was so early in the Me show. Me neither, because it's like before we meet Flame Princess, <clears throat> but he's from the Fire Kingdom. He's got a funny accent. Yeah, Tom Kenny does his voice, of yeah. course. <laughs> It's in business time. Wow. Huh. Oh, he's that early? Yeah, it's his debut. I don't know any of the Flambeau lore. Uh, I don't care. I don't I don't really I never really liked Flambeau. <laughs> I feel like he did something in an episode of Simon that was just really annoying. I don't know. Underrated character, I think. Well, we'll see more and I'll and I'll figure out how I actually feel. <laughs> I just can't remember. I can't remember what episode it was where he just rubbed me the wrong way. He he was in what, Incendium? Mm-hmm. I think. Where he's like Jake's guide into the Flame Kingdom. That would make sense. I don't yeah. I don't know. I remember mm-hmm. that. But yeah, he's he's hanging out and the snail is there. It's right up top in the beginning of the episode. When they're nice. on when they're on their illegal stakeout. Gotta pause it next time I uh have to turn up the volume. All right. Well, there it is. Um, Congratulations to me. One second. One second. I'm sorry. Congratulations. Uh, hey, we're in the middle uh, of the episode. Hey, if you're enjoying this, you can. Um, <clears throat> here's a new way you can support us, and we're open to this. We're open to doing ads on our show for whatever your product, podcast, band thing is. Uh, 
we're, we're down to talk about it. Email us at didyouseethemail at gmail.com and we can talk about it. Previously, we were getting paid by Anchor to do these and they can swap in and out ads. We're on a pause from that. And if you guys sign up now and do this, we'll like Erica said this before, we'll hard code an episode so it'll live there for all of time versus this like the rotation that uh, comes with someone like Anchors if you do it directly with us. So uh, yeah, we're we're pretty open unless it's for something that we strongly disagree with, which I guess you can guess what those would be. Like, we're not gonna do <laughs> we're not gonna be like gamers, <laughs> foodies, become a cop. That's not gonna <clears throat> that one won't fly. But if you're like hey. My pop punk band's going on tour. I think that would, this would make a lot of sense for you. Um, hey, I just started a new meme Instagram account. <laughs> I love that. I would love. I love memes. Uh, I don't know. These are just <laughs> ideas. <laughs> Etsy store, pancake shop, watermelon dispensary. All of the above. Yeah. Plant store, lemonade stand, whatever you want. <laughs> We're here. Did you see the mail? Gmail. Did you see the mail at gmail.com? Also, if uh, you don't want to do that and you still want to support us, give us five stars on whatever app you're listening to. Tell a friend about it. And you can go to anchor.fm slash adventure guys podcast and contribute money to us. Uh, kind of like Patreon style. Give us a dollar. Give us five. It it helps. We've got a bunch of uh, fun plans for this podcast. And like a little bit of scratch, I think, would help elevate it. Um, uh, so thank you. All right. Miscellaneous Mania. There's things you may not know. Zarek and Nick will show you all the trivia in Okay. We brought up a lot of these little trivia points. We did. We, uh, <laughs> it came up naturally, so we we we, we threw it. I probably the most. Uh, we didn't really go down the rabbit hole on Fujitsu. Uh, down the rabbit hole. Down the rabbit hole. Um, but it's really interesting. So the Fujitsu thing is is it in other episodes or is it really mainly in this one? I think it's only in this one. Yeah, which is really interesting that they like. People, there's so many spells that they use. Yeah, Look at, like I don't think they ever use the same thing twice. It's always a different move that they they yeah. create for what every like this must have been crazy. Yeah, I mean one of the most interesting ones. There's one here where um, I think Finn goes thin ice and he puts his hands together and he and he just like gets really thin into yeah. like a straight line. It's awesome. And, yeah, it's awesome. Fake Jakes, the three fake Jakes. Force of Blizzard, like Finn just literally shoots a blizzard out of his palms. Uh, the nunchucks—they're actually called nunchucks because <laughs> it's made out of ice. Dagger of chilled glass, a, sh- a frozen short pointed knife, knife made out of ice. Icicle kick, Force of Blizzard, flying jump. <laughs> that, that doesn't really count. <laughs> but I guess they do fly. Like they do really get hang time, like Ice King does. Force of chilling acid. Shooting acid frosting drops to the enemy to melt them. Ice key opens any door with the key. <laughs> wow. Cool. Um, Fujitsu. Um, I was curious if 
I, I don't see in here, but I'm not like I like um Japanese movies, but I don't know a lot about ninja movies uh, specifically um outside of like a couple. Like I was wondering if any of this was like a direct reference to um like a specific specific movies of the genre. Do you know? Uh, it seemed like they were doing a, a few things like the title card where they say produced in Birdbank, California. Like they, they make it seem like the opening to a martial arts movie. Um, mm-hmm. and the way that the episode ends with the freeze frame of they're doing this, these flying kicks from either side of the screen. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, when you, when you hear the chamber of frozen ba- uh, blades, I always think of, um, you know, like the 36th chamber of Shaolin, which is like old Kung Fu movie. Obviously, Wu-Tang was all about, even though that's Chinese, I believe. They reference Naruto, which is not something that I'm familiar with. I was thinking about maybe watching that show. I think it's like nine seasons mm-hmm. and... Typical logic suggests that, like, if anything goes for nine seasons, it must be good. But then there's the anime <laughs> issue <laughs> where yeah. lots of anime goes for very, very long run times. And I don't always have the patience for that kind of stuff. So yeah. I, I don't I don't know if I if I have the fortitude to watch something like Naruto, but it is referenced in this episode. Anything else, Eric? Um Oh, it's interesting that you mentioned um, that Dr. Princess seems kind of similar to Betty because it does seem like Ice King is tuned into that, at least subconsciously. Ooh. Because uh, when he calls himself a widower. Oh, yeah. Uh, we don't know. That's the first time we've ever heard something like that, right? Yeah. Like he's he's probably thinking about Betty, who he sort of believes is dead at that point, probably. Yeah. Oh, hmm. cool. I saw, I wrote down in my notes, you can see here, Dr. Princess, and I put hard eyes emoji. <laughs> I was like, ooh, she seems interesting and cool. I don't know. It's just like, obviously, Dr. Princess goes another way, but it's sort of like, oh, she's different than like what I, we were expecting to get as a princess, and she can like keep her wits about about with Ice King, and I was like, oh, maybe this is a, a good match for him. Obviously not, <laughs> but... uh Melinda Hill voices Dr. Princess. Hmm. Cool. I'd love to have a guest, uh, like some of these voice actors on the podcast sometime. <laughs> voice actors? Yeah. Or writers. I, I'd i love to have somebody fr- who works on the show onto this podcast. <laughs> unfortunately, I think the case with a lot of voice actors is that they don't really have much of an attachment to some of these things. Yeah. Because voice actors work a lot mm-hmm. i mean if you don't have to be physically yeah you can knock out a, yeah a whole season in a day well i mean it is a lot of work and that's not generally feasible to do <laughs> well i mean but, if you're melinda hill or if you're if you're kumail nanjani right if you're coming in to do a guest spot yeah. like you're like we got two prismos coming up this year <laughs> right yeah i always find it a little bit disappointing when they get like an interview with someone who does a small voice acting role on a show, even if the character is like a really cool character and they don't, the voice actor doesn't really have much to say about their connection to the material or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think some of them, I've heard some people that 
are tuned into it and and have thought a lot about it. But it's not like across the board. Yeah, you'll get some who were just like, oh yeah, I did that job, and other people who were like in on it and really thought about their character. Yeah, I've seen I've seen but but I've seen a lot. But I know what you're talking about. It is a bummer. <laughs> Should we episode generate? What are we gonna watch next week? What are we gonna watch? Two sixty one. Well, oh, elements part eight, skyhooks two. All right. Should we do that or should we try to get an easier one for our guest? No, let's fucking do it. Elements part eight, skyhooks two. That's what? What is that? Season. Oh yeah. Um, season nine, episode nine. Season nine, episode nine. I we were just talking about patient Saint Pym briefly. I believe that she's yeah a big part of this episode. Gotta be. If it's a, um, that's Lauren Lapkus, I think that yeah, character. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's got to be if it's uh, elements, right? Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's do it. That'll be. I think this is a heavy episode. I think we oh, LSP is in that. LSP is a big part of this episode. I think. Yeah. Well. Oh well, we have to do it. <laughs> um, cool. Well, thanks for tuning in. I hope you guys have a good rest of your week, and uh, we'll see you next time. Peace out, y'all.